This is a Skeptic Frogs production. Fire. Air. Water. Earth. Eight years have passed since the Avatar's untimely end, with fear that the Avatar line may have ended, and with withering hope for the White Lotus to continue holding peace, the search for the next Avatar hastily begins. Previously on Dice Benders. We're only going to be there to watch and report. We can't do anything if we see something. That is Twerk's idea. We are here to protect people. I will do what I must. You saw Yang uh, have a little reaction when I say, can we take the Sky Bison, right? Tar, was it? Would you be willing to take me to my Sky Bison, please? There is Iroh, face stuffed into a pile of hay. Do you guys want to go for a ride? Yep, yep, Iroh. Yang, can I ask you a question? What was up with you earlier? I just don't like being away from Iroh. I'm cool with taking Iroh. Well, this is fast. Iroh will be happy to give us a ride. It is the following morning, you guys. Um, some of you are still asleep. Some of you may be just starting to wake up. Um, Taro, you, because of your training, probably you too as well, Jaeger, and maybe even you, Yang. I don't know about Kevin, honestly. Uh, some of you are woken up. Taro, for sure. Uh, because that's just the way Torque has trained her for years. It's early risers. Uh, to get in some early training. Um, you look around, you still see that most people are still in their beds. You feel the need to uh, talk to Torque, if I'm not mistaken. You, um, you had a thought of doing that. Yes, that's correct. Okay. Uh, you look at the clock and you see that this is about the time Torque would be up to do some of his training. Uh, although he is a teacher and a dean, uh, he still trains every day. Uh, but he does train as early as he possibly can so that it doesn't interfere with anybody else's training. You would know that he is in the courtyard. So you get up. You get up. Uh, you realize that Yang is actually outside of his bed. You, you didn't see him even leave, so he got up even earlier than you. Um you head out to the courtyard, and there you see Torque is training. He is just, I mean, it looks like at a glance he's just kind of punching a rock, but you know that he, you you think that he's training, at least. You think he's trying a technique that he hasn't done before. Um, but you go walking up, and without him even turning around, he goes, Good morning, Taro. Hi, how are you? Uh, you know, just, uh, as he continues to punch, he just, he doesn't really answer you. You know that, uh, when he's in training, he's kind of focused. Yeah, um, I see your punching. Um, could I possibly ask you some questions in, in private, ideally? Uh, he stops, uh, he grabs a cloth that is, uh, nearby, wipes off his forehead. He was sweating, uh, he is... Uh, shirtless, so very, um, see a very muscular build. Uh, as I mentioned before, he's just an overall good-looking guy, so this just amplifies it a little bit. But he looks at like you... Is he like a daddy? Uh, he no, a dad he, bod? he has no dad bod. It is straight, uh, like, bodybuilder bod. Okay. And he is has, it like, like a, Is it like, a, um, the boulder? Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, kind of <laughs> like the boulder. Um, I would say his V is probably a little more vicious, but beyond that, I don't think that you would want to see that anyway, Taro. But, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm he... asking for the dear listeners. Oh, yeah, and I'm telling the dear listeners in case they ever <laughs> wanted to make this their Fifty Shades of Grey. Anyway, um, he wipes off his forehead and looks at you and he looks around and is like, uh, nobody's out here, so what's up? Uh, well, I was just thinking about yesterday and, you know, um, I guess I'll just be frank. What's the deal with uh, the Firebender Master? Like, why don't you two get along? You see, uh, he didn't really expect a question like that, so he kind of looks at you, he, he, he narrows his eyes a little bit, and he's like, well, Taro, uh, why do you... why do you want to know? I mean, I've, I've never seen you be uncomfortable before, and I, I saw that in you yesterday when he spoke, and I don't know, I just... And you don't have to answer if, like, you don't want to, but I was just wondering. Okay. Uh, roll me a persuasion. Okay, I hope I don't get in that one again. 13 minus 1, 12. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, he looks at you for a second and eventually is just like, uh... You know, I really don't think that that's any kind of information that you would need to know anyway. Uh, you could always try to talk to Jaeger, uh, Mr. Uh, Scarboy. He would, he probably has an idea about, about Shang if you're interested in knowing about him. Well, I don't really want to know about him, more so like what your relationship with him is. But if you don't want to talk, that's fine. I don't care. Yeah, I don't exactly know if this is the time to talk about that. Uh, she's gonna sigh and go, okay. Um. He goes over. He grabs a. Uh, he grabs something to drink as um, as you're standing there. Uh, he finishes his drink and goes, uh, "Is that ev- is that everything?" Question number two. <laughs> okay. Why don't you have a white lotus sash? Uh, he looks down at his hand that he has the white lotus tattooed on it, and he looks at you, and with a big smirk, he's like, oh, the sashes give me rashes. I get a, I get a sashy rash. <laughs> oh, great. Um, uh, but he, he looks at you more, um, more seriously, and he goes, uh, all right, be serious for a second. I know I don't do often. I got this image tattooed because a long, long time ago before I joined the White Lotus, I had a really hard time being committed to anything. Uh, after getting into the White Lotus Society and working my way up to where I am today, I opted to get the tattoo to uh, always remind myself that this is uh, this is a part of me now and uh, that I can't walk away from it uh she's gonna get hmm what's the word i guess clammy a little bit like mildly uncomfortable by that comment um but she's not gonna say anything about it she's just gonna nod and go okay yeah that makes sense he he gives a small nod 
And he's like, and that's it, right? And he gives you a thumbs up, like he's ready to move. Yeah, I'll let you go. Um, and okay. she's going to turn to start walking away. And then she goes, oh, wait, hold on. <sighs> yes? What's the name of the um, mover company CEO? So I oh. can get his autograph? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, his name is Lou Dini. Or at least that's the like a stage name, I guess you can say. Okay, Lou. You really can't Dini. miss him, Lou Dini. You really can't miss the guy. Like he's, he's probably going to be the the strangest person you see in that in that city. I can promise you. Okay, I'll keep my eye out on some strange people then. Yep, yep. Um, it's about to be sunrise. You're. Teachers and all the other guys should be coming in soon. Uh, your team should be about ready to move. Um, this morning when I got up and was training, I saw Yang was walking over to uh, the stables. So you might want to go and get him. Yeah, I'll do that. Um, thank you, Torque, for talking, I guess. <laughs> he just smiles and he goes, uh, thank you for caring enough to ask, I guess. He bows and... Uh, turns back around to the rock and earthbends it down and starts heading inside. She also bows at him. Um, and then she's going to turn and go to the bison stables or wherever uh, Yang is. She's going to go find Yang. Okay. Uh, cut to Kevin and Jaeger. Uh, you two are the last two in the room. Um, I don't know who would be up first. Uh or not. So what are you guys doing as you're waking up and you're starting to see the sun is rising and you know that uh, sunrise was about when you guys were supposed to head out? I'll I guess. Think it, oh. Yeah. I'm thinking I am hungry as hell. <laughs> okay. Um, so, Jaeger, you're laying, or what, what are you doing, Jaeger? I think I'm making sure I got all my stuff together. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're looking at your, like, two things. Um, your scimitars, <laughs> your scimitars, your, your sash, you know, the huge. And, um, you're starting to smell some kind of food coming from the kitchen area. You turn around and, Kevin, uh, what are you cooking up? Let's see. I am cooking up early this morning. Uh, I kind of remember what they, uh, like a traditional, um, southern, uh, well, like a, modern southern uh style uh breakfast so we got some omelets we got some um some, some chicken i'm pretty much making uh, like a big breakfast piece for us so we have a good uh so have a, a great breakfast okay um jaeger you're smelling this food uh it doesn't really smell like anything too too familiar um you know uh shang usually as you go out and find food yourself and cook it yourself at campfires, which is something you're familiar with as it is. Uh, a very old-fashioned teacher uh, giving you very old-fashioned methods of things. So, uh, this is also, as we clarified in the last time, this is your first time knowing what a stove is. So, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, probably, uh, <clears throat> thinking that smells really good. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot uh, we're doing um, the echo effect. 
when we're doing thoughts. Yes. I was just making okay. sure it was right. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think, was able to do it. Okay, okay. I'm thinking it smells really good, but I don't want to assert myself on someone new and ask for it, so I just keep doing my thing with my stuff. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you turn back around after smelling that, thinking to yourself how good that was, or that smells. Uh, get your things ready. Kevin, you finish up your meal, uh, or finish cooking it. And now it's just the two of you. Um, Jaeger, you've got your stuff finished. Kevin, you've got your stuff finished. Um, is there anything else that you two want to do while you guys are here? Well, I'm going to ask Jaeger. There's plenty of food. Come and join me. I kind of put my stuff down. And I I don't want to seem like I'm too eager. But I do go over there and I start eating. <laughs> What you like to eat? We got some pancakes. We got some. Ch- we got some chicken. We got some fresh fruit. Uh, we got some omelets. What you want? I uh, <clears throat> I'll take whatever you got. So I gave him like a sample of each because I don't know what he really eats. So I'm going to give him a sample of each, try to figure out which one his favorite. I harf it all down. Okay. Yeah, Jaeger just everything that you're putting in front of him, he eats it up like a vacuum. Yeah, my mom would like you. She would really like you because she loves cooking. Well, I like food. And Kevin's happy, like, yay! Where the others? I think <laughs> Taro and Yang left. I don't know where they went though. The only reason I know Yang left is because the snoring stopped. That's true. And for Earthbender, that lady, it, for Taro, for Earthbender, she knows how to walk so quietly. I think she's part ninja. She is, uh... She's gotta have some training in it, I guess. Well, to the fact I don't see them, I'll go save on a plate or two. So I can take it to him later. Sounds good to me. Okay. Yep, uh, Jaeger, you continue to eat. Kevin, you've got a couple plates getting ready. Um, we zoom out of the the window and zoom over to the stables. Uh, Taro, you've made your way there, opened the, the small door that you guys realized was not locked, and uh, you walk in, you see Yang is... Uh, sitting there meditating with Iroh uh, in the in the stable. Knock, knock. She's gonna say that, not, like, knocking. <laughs> I let out a, uh, exasperated sigh. Oh, uh, uh, sorry. It's not your fault. Uh, just, I've never been able to ground myself when trying to meditate. What's up? Well, um, it's sun's almost up now. Uh, we should be getting ready to go. We're taking Arrow to uh, the destination. <sighs> Much to my dismay, yes. Uh, you want to head back to the room and see if we can grab a bite before we have to go? Would you mind if we make a 
stop to a library real quick for some light reading. Um, I don't really think there's time for light reading. Maybe you can grab a book, though. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna grab it for and read it on the oh, right oh. way. Sure. Alright, cool, thank you. No problem. Did you sleep well? Yeah, mostly. Oh, I'm sorry. Is there um, to help you sleep better? Oh, no. It's just, you know, I haven't really left this school since I came here, so, like, the anxiety of leaving is, you know. But we don't need to talk about my personal life. Uh, how'd you sleep? Than I did at the air temple. What? What? What'd you say? Oh, nothing, I'm sorry. Okay, well, um, I guess I'll show you to the library. Thank you, I promise I'll make it real quick. I, I'll grab a book and we'll get going. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, yeah, you guys, you do open the, the stable doors. I'm not going to have you roll um, an animal handling check, but you guys fly Iroh uh, and his happy little, little big bottom to the courtyard. Uh, Tara leads you into the library. Uh, this is a pretty massive library, although not as big as the ones that you're used to, Yang, at the Air Temple or even at the Southern Air Temple's White Lotus School. Uh, but, you know, it's a, it's a fairly decent collection. I'm gonna enjoy being in here. Uh, I'm gonna go, go look for some books on advanced airbending techniques. I promise it won't take Okay. Uh, you start looking through, it's kind of set up how, um, who, uh, what was the dude's name? Um, the owl spirit. Wan Shi Tong. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of set up like that where uh, each nation has their own section. Uh, definitely smaller than his collection, though. Uh, you you walk in, the Air Nomad section is just kind of like two rows. Uh, a little disappointing to see. Uh, I, I can see you kind of give off a small sigh with how small of a selection they have. But you still look in and look through and uh, a librarian comes up to you and they go, Oh, hello, uh... I haven't seen your face here before. Oh, um, I'm Yang. Uh, I'm from the Southern Air Temple. I'm new to the uh, school. Oh, well, not nice to meet you, Yang. Uh, is there anything that you're looking for? I was just really looking to find some air technique books. Being away from the Southern Air Temple, I'm not going to have as many interactions with Master Airbenders, so I figured I could read up on them. Hmm. All right, give me one moment. And the librarian walks around, um, grabs a couple books off of the shelves, uh, and says, uh, I can take you to the front desk and have you check these out. Oh, thank you, sir. Ma'am, thank you. <laughs> it just, whoever it is just smiles, walks over, um, sets them down, you walk over to the uh, to the counter. You see one of them is a very, very old uh, journal-like 
looks like airbending techniques, and then another one is a is a newer one. Uh, you can tell this one was made after the Hundred Year War when the airbenders were reawakened spiritually. Um, they type in, or they don't type because there's no computers yet. They write in your name in the um, in the log. Uh, they slide the two books your way and says. Uh, you are free to keep those as long as you wish. Just be sure to bring them back eventually. Promise. Thank you. He gives a nod and then heads back over to wherever they were. I go to find uh, Taro and let her know I'm ready. All right. Uh, you guys head back up to the room. Uh, you see Jaeger and Kevin are finished with not just their meals, but prep. Uh, you two, with how early you guys got up, sure did get up early, or than these two, but you two aren't ready. Uh, you do see some food on the table uh, that is still fairly fresh, um, and even some plates set out for you guys. I go and fix a small plate with fruit on it and sit down and eat. I'm gonna grab a plate and walk to my uh, bed and like grab stuff while I say... Kevin, did you make this? Yes. Yes, ma'am, I did. Mmm, that's good. And don't worry, uh, and, and don't worry, Yang, um, the pancakes are also, it's also a vegan friendly, so you don't have to worry about eating, uh, meat or anything like that. I sneak a small stack of pancakes and pour some honey on them. Last like I made with syrup. <laughs> You guys uh, finish up eating. Is there anything that you guys want to say to each other? Or you guys just want to finish eating, pack up, and then head on out. I'm glad you didn't let Jaeger buy the stove. Trust me, I was making sure I was cooking before he even gets to the stove. What? <laughs> yeah, as you guys are eating, you see Jaeger is just staring at the TV, trying to analyze it and figure out how it works. Okay. When we get back, I'm giving y'all, we're gonna need to give y'all a crash course into um, how to use this stuff. Yeah, you guys kinda need it. I look at the TV and shrug. I look at the stove. I pretty much only eat fruits and vegetables, but I guess I could learn how to operate it. I look at the screaming machine and, uh, I say, whatever that is, I will let you deal with it. Those poor souls are trapped in the box for our entertainment, and I will find a way to free them. <laughs> you think that as you're looking at the TV? <laughs> That's funny. That was good. Um, I pull one of the newer, uh, the new book uh, out and uh, flip open to the first page. Okay, yeah, you see it is uh, Eastern Airbending Styles. Oh, I said, interesting. This will be fun to read. Yeah, uh, you kind of look through it for a little bit, uh, but everyone's finished with their meals. You see the sun is rising even higher. Um, some time is passing pretty fast, actually. Um, I close the book, I pick up my plate, and look uh, around to see where I put it. We should get you going, do. guys. <laughs> you do see uh, a sink next to the stove. 
Um, well, like not, I guess. Yeah. Um, you kind of tinker around with what's near the stove, and you mess with the sink a little bit. You turn the knob, and sure enough, water comes out. It's kind of like a normal um, spigot that you're used to, um, the Southern Water Temple, but it does shock you a little bit. Uh, well, I mean, surprise you. So uh, you start washing it. Taro says it's it. We should get going. Uh, you guys all clean up everything and start heading down into the courtyard. You guys get there and you are seeing you guys are seeing um, your teachers all standing there and Iroh uh, they have put a couple of pieces of uh, some items in his um, saddle for you guys for the trip the uh, three teachers that are not from the school are kind of just standing behind uh, Torque. Torque walks up to you all and says uh you guys are a little late, but at least you made it. I apologize and say it was my fault that I had one errand to run before we left. I, I'm sorry, Master. He just looks at you, smiles, and says, Well, a real apology would mean that you wouldn't do it again. And he kind of looks over at Go as he's smiling. Go looks kind of, like, unamused by his, his um, line, but didn't do that, how do I do the echo? Oh, that's something that is on Jaeger's soundboard, actually. So for, yeah. you, for you three, I would have to do it post-production. So right. I'll look into it for the future, but I'm pretty sure, like, if you're using, like, a laptop, like, I don't know how many of you guys are using phones, but I'm pretty sure that there's software that you can download in order to give yourself that effect. Okay, I'll have to look into it. Um, but internally, I am calling myself an idiot and uh, a disgrace. Alright. Um, Go sees the look on your face and she kind of um, does a very small gesture with her hand and you feel this breeze up against your chin. You look up and you see Go's face and she just kind of closes her eyes slowly and gives you a little nod. I relax. Bork looks at you four and says, All right, so you guys are heading over to Baylong um, to figure out what's going on in that city over there. You may need this. And he pulls out a, a little sack of uh, coin. It's 50 United Provinces coin. And he kind of just uh, holds it out and he says, uh, Whoever wants to keep this on him. I think Taro should keep it on her. I was gonna look at Taro. <laughs> okay, I guess it's me. I'll grab you it. Gr- you grab it, you open it, and you see yep, 50 United Provinces coins. Um, with the United Provinces being separate from the New Earth Kingdom, after it was uh, formed, it did create a whole separate currency. So there is, in this world, United, uh, the Earth Kingdom currency and United Provinces currency. Uh, but you're looking at it, and you see it's United Provinces currency. Uh, he continues and says, uh, "In there's a little note that has the number. If you ever need to call the school, you can call it from that number, and you can either get in contact with Z or myself." I'm gonna nod, and and he nods back, and um, Go says, "We understand that you wanted to take Iro, so we 
fastened in with a few things that you may need on your trip. Thank you, Master Go. He gives you a nod. Um, and Tork goes, is there anything you guys want to say before you go, or are you guys ready to get on out of here? Is there any contacts we need to uh, check in with? Or just, just go and try to find out? Uh, there really isn't anybody that you need to uh, get in touch with. We don't have uh, an agent in Baylong. It's something that we're working on trying to get, but until further notice, you kind of just have to get uh, word of mouth from from the uh, people that live there. Is there any particular spot you want us to go first to see like where they're most disappearing from, or that's when once we get there, we're trying to find out. The only thing that we were notified with from that city is that people have started to go missing. Uh, I think it could be uh, the people on the outskirts of town, maybe the ones that are being lost, so you might want to check there first. But that's just my two cents. Uh, they didn't actually tell us. Roger. I was wondering if you had a map and a compass. Uh, yeah. Um, last session did... Uh, did they give you guys a map? I think they just showed us. Yeah, they just showed us. So, yeah, that was my fault. I did plan on having them give you guys a, a map um, of the United Provinces. But you say that, they give a nod. Vana, um, the waterbending teacher, comes up and hands each of you guys a map uh, and has one compass, hands it to you, Yang, because you were the one that asked. And she goes, uh, I think that since it's your bison, you're probably going to be the one to fly him, so you you might be the one to carry this. Thank you, Master. Of course, of course. And Torque just looks at all you guys, smiles, and he's like, uh, if that's it, y'all need to get the hell out of here. We also may need a healer's kit. Just in case. Go says... That is going to be in some of the packs that we put on Ira for you. Thank you, Master. She just nods. Alright, let's get on this flying machine. I mean, animal. I help everybody get onto Iro. Okay. Yeah, you guys take your time getting up on there. Yang, it's very easy for you to just hop up. Uh, you guys are all sitting on the top, and all the teachers look at you. Um, Jaeger, you. Uh, share uh, contact with Shang. He just kind of gives you a short nod with his head. Kevin, you um, you give a wave to Vana, and she kind of gives a wave back. Yang, uh, you look at Go. Uh, you two don't really make any motions. You just lock eyes with each other. And uh, Taro, you look at Torque. Torque gives you the finger guns. I finger gun him back. And... Um, since everyone is done talking to their uh, teachers, everyone's ready to go. Uh, Yang, go ahead and roll me a animal handling with uh, advantage. All right, all right, Iro. Yep, yep. I got a thirteen plus. Where is my animal hand? Animal handling is thirteen plus two is fifteen. Okay. Uh, you say yip yip. Uh, Iroh just goes and lifts up his tail, slams it on the ground, and starts flying. And you guys, uh, this is something that thankfully you guys did last time. 
the three of you feel a little more comfortable rising into the sky like this. Yang, this is just a sense of freedom for you, being able to feel the breeze like this against you. Um, you guys are up in the air. You know that Bay Long is north. So you guys start heading north. Uh, I need... I am going to roll a die to see how many hours it should take for you guys to get there. Okay. Alright, so you guys look at the map, look at the compass, um, and Yang, you you judge from the speed that Iroh is traveling. It's going to be about, give or take, ten hours before you guys get there. I'm going to ask uh, Yang... Um... Can uh, I row fly ten hours straight? Would I know that? <laughs> uh, you know that Iro has a pretty good endurance, so you wouldn't be surprised. I mean, my especially question. after the delicious meal that you guys gave him yesterday. Yesterday. Well, and the nice. delicious meal this morning. Um, tell everybody it will be about ten hours, and Iro is a pretty sturdy guy. He can get us there. But once we get on and everything, I was gonna wait a bit and then jump to the back and join the others to make up a plan. Okay, yeah. Uh, you, after some time, um, you guys are seeing the three of you, this is your first time really traveling out. Taro, this feels so good being outside of the school. Like, you, you don't even have words for it. Uh, you guys see the train tracks that you were supposed to go on um, from what the teachers are saying yesterday, and Iroh kind of playfully follows the tracks as he's in the sky, and the train starts moving, and you guys are moving at relatively the same pace. Um, you guys end up getting through the Omashu Mountains, and you see Omashu as you are flying. Uh, which has stayed relatively true to its form for the last hundred years. So it looks a lot like it did during um, Aang's time. Uh, but you do see some small in uh, industrial buildings that seem to be growing there. As you know, as technology advances, so too does um, civilization. Eventually, you pass the Omashu Mountains range um, for relatively smoother terrain, and you end up seeing a forest line as you guys are coming through at the end of the uh, at the end of the mountains uh, at this point the train tracks kind of get lost and they disappear within the inside of the forest uh, as Yang comes up to the saddle and is standing with, or is sitting with the three of you okay there do what do anyone know about the city <laughs> Um, I've never been here, so I know it's kind of close to Republic City. My dad used to talk about it sometimes. Pretty easy to get lost in there. Good people. I've never been away from the Southern Air Temple, except to go visit another air temple, so... I well, I know Torque mentioned something about the island that's right outside of it. Something about a totem spirit? Do we want to maybe hit that up first? I mean, it wouldn't be a bad idea. Does anyone know anything about spirits, though? I don't want to get messed up by stuff I don't know about. Nope. Uh, start looking around nervously. 
Okay. I think we should um, go to this, t- like, go to the city and ask around to uh, go to the outskirts, maybe ask around like, to see what's really happening. Because- okay. Yeah, what's up? Um, how much of the spirit world do I know about? Uh, roll me a religion check. <laughs> Please don't be in that 20. Please don't be in that 20. Please don't be in that 20. You. You. Oh my god. You. You. I hate you. You're going into dice jail. Um, uh, is it safe to assume it was a net 20? <laughs> it's safe to assume, and I'm even going to take a picture of it. Uh, oh my god. Okay, well, while you're taking a picture, Yang, you're pretty familiar with it. Uh, you know, go. A lot of her training um, for a long bit, especially because of what the elder, uh, the elders talk about you um, in your sun, in your southern air temple. She spent a lot of time with you teaching you about the spirit world. Um, you are not masterful enough to enter the spirit world, but you know a very good bit about it. So what, uh, what exactly would you like to know? I could get you your answer. What exactly do we want to know? Oh, I just wanted to make sure someone knew about the spirits before we go chasing a totem spirit. Right. I uh, have no idea anything about spirits, all right. so... So what do I know about totem spirits? You know with totems... Uh, you know with totem spirits that generally the totem... It's basically like a uh, hey-bye. Uh, long story short, hey-bye. Uh, totem spirits are generally protectors of certain things. Uh, Hei was the spirit of the forest that uh, that village was a part of. So uh, if there is a totem nearby this city, you could assume that it's either the spirit of the uh, forest that you can see as below you, or the spirit of, uh, if you look at your map, could be the spirit of the river that is nearby as well. Can I it's a protector a- of the land, generally. Can I roll a history check? Make sure that's related. Okay, yeah, you tell tell them. And Kevin, what do you need? I want to roll a history check to remember, um, like, uh, remember what happened when, like, when Katara cleaned up the river, did things came better? Or or with, like, a really a spirit, or just somebody pretending to be a spirit? Like, blood Yeah, go ahead and roll a history check. 19 plus 3. Uh, you know that most books and script from that time say that it was just Katara acting out as a spirit, but you've also got your hands on a, a journal or a diary of Katara's where she mentioned that she saw the spirit her, um, she she saw the spirit with her own eyes at one point. And, uh, and I felt like, um, what I also know about uh, people disappearing, thinking with the spirit when it actually was uh, somebody else, like bloodbending. That's something that you'll have to know when you're actually there. You you don't gotcha. I, you can't always relate uh, what happened at in other points in history and other places into exactly what's going on where you're going. Gotcha. Need more information. Yeah. You guys. Um, 
You guys are flying up in the sky having this conversation. Um, and Yang, you just happen to look forward to see if Iroh's on the right track. And you see some feather that's, um, that's gliding its way towards you guys, blowing off in the wind. I... You reach... You reach over to uh, grab it. You're able to do so. Uh, you inspect it. It's a fairly large uh, feather that has what looks like spots on it, something that you haven't seen before. I look around in the sky above us a little bit. Okay. You don't see... Uh, roll me a perception check, actually. And uh, everybody else, are you guys watching him grab this flower? Or the uh, flower? This feather okay. from the sky? Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably not. You're probably just looking down and looking at the forest. <laughs> I'm wishing I was on the forest ground. <laughs> All right, so uh, Taro and Yang give me perception checks. Um, Yang, Kevin and Kevin and Jaeger give me uh, Kevin and Jaeger give me nature checks. All right. Uh, Yang perception is sixteen. Fourteen plus two. Okay. My nature is eight plus one, so it's nine. Mm, okay. I got a fifteen. Okay. And Tara? My perception is eight. Eighteen. Eighteen, one eight. Okay, yeah, she was cutting off on my end. So you got an eighteen. Um so Yang sixteen, Taro eighteen. So we'll go with the percep we'll do perception first. Um as you're looking down, uh, or looking around, Yang, you happen to look down at the forest and you see some shuffling in the trees that don't seem natural. Taro, you notice this too, uh, because you didn't see the um, the feather get grabbed. You don't really think anything of it. Uh, Kevin, with your nine that you got, you don't know what this feather is. But Jaeger, you're familiar with this uh, with this area of the world. Um, in fact. The place that you live is just a peninsula, or the place that you're from is just a peninsula away from where you guys are heading now. So you know what this feather is. This is a feather of a cheetah vulture. Oh no. Um, to give you an idea of what a cheetah vulture is, it is a large beast that patrols the skies looking for weak and unsuspecting prey. They tend to hunt in packs and can fly very fast for short distances before needing to land on the ground. They have sleek forms to their bodies and a head like a cheetah with spots, just like a cheetah does too, but their head is in the shape of a vulture. Uh, they don't have any feathers neck up. It's all just these thin hairs uh, for their aerodynamics. These things have very large wingspans because of their size. Well, that's intimidating. Uh, Jaeger was the only one to recognize what this feather was. Uh, Yang, uh, Yang and Taro... You recognize the shuffling in the tr uh, in the trees below. Evan, you think it's a really pretty quickly, uh, feather. I quickly jump to Iroh's head and take the reins and urge him to go faster. I stand up at the ready. Okay, I'm looking at you guys like... Thinking, I'm oh. also standing. Oh, great. I'm going to uh, join y'all ready for combat. You guys can't brace yourself just in case. And as you say that, you feel Iroh bend to the right and just swing his body over to the side as um, 
all of you look and you see this this spotted black blur swing up from the um, from the trees and loop back around. Uh, it's this giant bird that what I described earlier for the three of you. It's your first time ever seeing these. Uh, well, actually, Taro, you might know these things, um, but for the sake of time, we'll say that this is your first time seeing one of them. Um, Yang, you looking forward, you see that there are two more that pop up from the sky, um, from the forest in front of you, uh, and now they are eye level with you guys. Um, Jaeger, you look behind you because you know they usually uh, hunt in packs, and you see two that are behind you. Uh, so you've got five total. One at your side, two in front, and two behind. I need everyone to roll me initiative. Oh, okay. Don't screw me, whoever I'm rolling. Hello. Got a 15. Hello? I got a 13. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. I hear you. I can hear you too. Alright. Yeah, for some reason it just kind of disappeared for a sec- uh, Everything disappeared for a second. So Kevin got 13. Yang got how much? Dirty 20. Okay. Tara? Uh, I forgot my math. 12. And Jaeger? I got a 15. Alright, so with this initiative order, it'll be Yang first. Do you need me to describe um, your surroundings, or do you already have that? Uh... Uh, we're in the air, being surrounded by five cheetah vultures. Got it. Um, I am gonna try to get Iroh to dodge the uh, cheetah vultures that are ahead of us by going higher up into the sky. Okay, so um, yep, you guys start to feel a shift under your feet as Iroh flies himself higher. Uh, it looks like the vultures are able to match the speed that Iroh can go um and they start trying to do their best to follow um one of them is flying towards you guys pretty fast um is that the rest of your turn actually Yang before I go on uh that was my movement I'm going to try to use a gust cantrip of spell do I have my um air slash, I guess, to try to, no, just, I'm gonna try to shove them with a gust cantrip or breeze from my hand, uh, ten feet away. That's all. Okay, yeah, as you are flying up, you see, uh, some of the vultures are coming close enough for you to be able to do this. Uh, do you have to roll for an attack, or do they have to roll? I honestly don't know. It's, I mean, technically I am attacking, but I'm not attacking with my quarter. Shove is my bonus action. As a bonus action, I can shove a creature, which is using a gust cantrip, and I can push it 10 feet if it, I guess, if it hits. Okay, so yeah, um, yeah, we'll say that you'll have to roll for a spell attack to see if you can aim at this thing. Yeah, I probably miss. Um, four plus see, the attack bonus on here says six, but my spell attack bonus says five. That makes no sense. Um, four plus five is nine. Okay, yeah, that does miss. Um, you're distracted by trying to pull the reins up to try to get Iro higher to get these vultures away from you, and you try to shoot with one hand a gust of wind that just kind of blows off to the side. That's it. It is one of the beasts' turn. 
Uh, it comes flying towards Iroh to slash into Iroh's flesh as it makes this really strange cheetah-like caw. Okay. Uh, and it absolutely misses. Uh, Iroh is able to um, kind of like move its body. It lists lazily to the left as it gets... Uh, <laughs> As uh, this bird kind of tries to swing at it with its talons and just flies off to the uh, away from the side, it is now Jaeger's turn. All right. I think I'm gonna. Uh, how far away are they? You've got one that just tried to attack you, so that well, that tried to attack Iro, so that one is uh, a very close distance to you. I'll probably fire some fireball at cantrips at it. Okay, go ahead and roll to see if you hit. Uh, I believe that's what three bullets. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I got eight, a 14, and a 19. Alright, so two of them miss the 19 hits. So you got, you guys are seeing Jaeger shoot these, um, little fire bullets at this thing. Poo, poo, poom. Um, two of them go wide left, wide right, and then head center. Go ahead and roll for damage. Uh, it's a four. Alright. It singes its um, its tail feather tail. <laughs> uh, you do see a little bit of a, a burn. It screeches in pain. Uh, tries to loop back around. Uh, and is that the rest of? Is that all? Um, I'm probably gonna yell at Yang to keep the bison under control. Like I say, Yang, is there any way that your beast can go faster? I'm trying. You hear from Iro as he heard you say that. Not your thought, <laughs> He would he would pant, but it's not the time for that. Um, all right. So another one, not the one that was swinging at you. This is actually one that's from behind. Um, so you've got three behind you now. It flies forward um, to get up as close as possible to try to bite at uh, Iroh's tail. And this thing rolled a 10. I'm assuming that doesn't hit Iroh. Nope. Alright, so this thing tries to go and bite at Iroh, and Iroh lifts his tail up and kind of smacks it on the chin to bat it away. Um, Kevin, it is your turn. What would you like to do? How many are, are, are in the back now? You've got three behind you. One is kind of keeping pace with you guys in front of you, and then one is at your side. It seems to be um, heading towards you. I'm aiming for the three behind me. How far apart are they? You've got one that's right up close, one that was shot at uh, by Jaeger, which is uh, a reasonable distance, I would say maybe 30 or so feet. The other one is about that distance, too, now. Okay, I'm going to aim for those two, like, 30 foot apart with ice shards. Okay. Um, I you, have been... The other one had to row. Yeah, I have been the one that's been describing um, these attacks, but with this one being a, a one that is uh, less simple, I want you, uh, and this is something for all of you generally, um, I want all of you guys to describe your attacks to help create a visual in your own, from your own mind and put it into the game. So how does this look like as you cast this spell? I am put. I am trying to pull like water from the clouds and trying to shoot, uh, creating crystals and just oh, firing at those um, these wing 
things <laughs> and and hoping it hits. <laughs> okay, and what's it called again? So I have I can look at it. It's called Ice Shard. I can see the link now. Choose one point in range of shards of ice rain on a creature within five feet feet of each other in a sphere of on the point. Every creature, uh, each creature in the in the radius must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take four one d four cold damage. All right. So uh, these two are close enough. You are able to hit them both. One rolled a nat 20, and then the other rolled a 15, 15 plus 3, so 18. Uh, do they both pass, or do they fail? You say one one rolled an 18, the other one rolled a 15? Uh, one rolled an 18, one rolled a nat 20. Shoot, they both pass. All right, so they're able to just kind of dodge out of the way of this uh, blast that you created using the water from the clouds nearby. Uh, one of them, the one that's at the side of you guys, is uh, charging forward to attack uh, with its claws on Iroh. Uh, it got a 18. Does that hit? Yes. Okay. Could I use my reaction to um, create a shield or not? Or it's too far? Uh, it... It has to get up within five feet. So would you gotcha. let me let me look at ice shield? Is it right? Ice shield? Yeah, and it's on self. It's not on him, so it won't work on him. Oh, okay. Then yeah. Um, it lunges forward and attacks, doing eight damage to Iro. Iro screams out in pain. Uh, Iro screams out in pain as you see some blood is starting to trickle out. Uh, of Iroh a little bit, you three. Uh, you guys see that. And Taro, it is now your turn. Uh, Iroh just got slashed at by this bird. Um, and the. You got three behind you, and one is keeping pace with you guys in front of you. Um, well, there's not really much an Earthbender can do in the air. Um,. Is there any metal in any of the? Do you have? Uh, do you have metal? I mm, take my I, spear. I, you can use this. I want to see. Okay. Roll. Um. You know. You know. Torque. Roll an investigation check. Uh. And look through the equipment and uh, packs that they got you guys on Iro. Oof! Not one. Did you Hello. Get... Nat one. Yeah, I don't know why it keeps cutting you out on my side. She said she got a nat one. Oh yeah, you don't see anything. Um, <laughs> you're just you. You really can't keep balance very well on this on this beast, and with the uh, attacks that are going on, you just really can't gain enough footing to take the time and look. Yeah, I I don't know what. <laughs> There's not really anything I can do. Okay. Um, so I guess that, that's everything for you, Tara. I was really hoping, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Me so too. we've got the one, <laughs> we've got the one that's in front of you guys. It's going to, uh, loop back and try to attack you from the front. It's actually going to try to attack Yang. Uh, this, this thing comes flying at you, uh, with its claws out, ready to slash into you. It got a 15. Does that hit you, Yang? Hello? Hello? Did you hear what I said? It didn't hit. It didn't hit? Okay. 
Uh, you saw it coming, and you were able to just kind of make a little wind funnel and kind of steer it away from you. It is now your turn, Yang. What would you like to do? like to keep urging Iroh on um, as fast as he can, the full 60 feet, while simultaneously trying to blow the birds away from us. Okay, yeah, you've got two on your sides and then three behind you. Alright, so my movement is to um, move Iroh forward, or to move mm-hmm. Iroh forward. After that, I am going to just use my gust cantrip twice as an action and bonus action to just try to get one of the birds or two of the birds away from us. The first one is going to be a 16 plus a 5 is 21, and all it does is just push the bird 10 feet away. That's all. No actual damage. Okay. Uh, that one does connect. Um, you want to shoot at the one that just attacked you or the one that's attacking Iroh? Uh, Assuming those two would be the ones that you would be able to do. Yeah, the first one around. is Iroh. So I, I, I'm just... After blocking the one that was attacking me, I thrust my hand forward to shove at the one that's attacking Iroh and try to get him off of Iroh. Uh, right, and you, you do that successfully. You're able to blow off this one. Uh, you blow it at an angle to where it's being shot straight towards the ground, uh, completely losing its uh, balance in the air, and it does kind of tumble down. Um, corrects itself, but it seems to be breaking away from this fight as it flies back down into the forest. And you said you... Uh, right. And that's everything that you can do? No, I got the second cantrip, Augusta uh, cantrip. Okay, go ahead. Um, I breathe a sigh of relief that the creature is alive and uh, turn to the one that was attacking me and uh, try to blow blow it away from me. And that one is a 16 plus a 5 as well. That's a 20. Alright, so that one hits that as well. You're able to blow... Well, you describe it. Uh, I throw my hand out again uh, with a force of air, a ball of air in my hand. And it connects with the uh, vulture panther or panther vulture's uh, sides and pushes it away from me even further. All right. Yep. This thing gets uh, launched far away from you guys. It starts to plummet down to the ground as well. Corrects itself. And unlike the other one, this one uh, gears back to try to um, follow you guys some more. But you were able to get one away and one off of you. That's my turn. Connect- uh, the one that is behind you, the one that Jaeger you uh, fired at, is going to fly up and try to attack uh, Iroh once again. Uh, this one is going to try to use its claw attack from behind, because now you have three from behind, and then one is on the right side. Uh, a 16. Does a 16 hit Iroh? That hit. Okay. Yep, that hit. Alright, so it does five damage as its claws pierce into Iroh's um, Iroh's tail. Iroh screams in pain again, and this hurts you just as much as it hurts him, Yang. Uh, emotionally. Please let out a yell as well. <laughs> and it just starts going to town trying to rip off chunks to try to feed off of it. Jaeger, it is your turn. Okay, so we're down to four of them? Right. <clears throat> okay, I think I wanna see. I gotta think a little bit here. Probably just gonna 
I'm gonna shoot more fire bullets at the same one. Okay, yeah, the one that you shot fire bullets at is the one that is on Iroh's tail right now. Oh, he's on the tail right now? Yeah, he's he's clawed his way onto the tail. So you are able to fire at him at a pretty close range. Um, okay, then hang on. I think I got an idea here. Um, and I, I'm gonna pull out my scimitar and try to attack the cheetah vulture head-on in melee. Alright, yeah, go ahead and, um, go ahead and do that. Okay. So, uh, the three of you that's in the saddle, um, you guys just see the second this thing clawed down onto Iroh's tail, Jaeger just stands up, pulls out a scimitar, and hops off of the saddle, slides down on the, on the tail. Oh, yeah, buddy. I got a nat 20. Oh, my okay. my first yeah. one, guys. Yay! My first yeah. one ever. Ever? Ever. All right, uh, I'm going to edit in some parade sounds for you and some cheers. Oh, like, ever, ever. Ever, ever, ever. Guys, this is his, like, second time ever playing D&D. Okay. Not, not, make it epic, bro. Make it epic, but don't kill it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can do it. I mean, you can do what you want, but uh, Yang put in his two cents about not killing it. It's up to you, though. Um, kill it. Yeah, I'm, I'm dancing with my <laughs> blades, son. Spin it around my hands. Do a right, triple so front flip onto the tail. And slash at its neck. Which absolutely connects. This thing was so focused about clawing out a chunk of Iro, it didn't even have time to look up and see this what'd you what'd you call yourself? 180 pounds of man meat? Swing its sword down on it as it looks up and goes, ah and uh, go ahead, roll for your damage. With this being a um with this being a crit, you get to do double damage. Oh my goodness. Oh no. Words of the in the words of the Mighty Nine, Yang is aroused. <laughs> oh no. Uh, hang on. I got eight. You got eight damage total? Yeah, with the double. Okay. So you slash in a big old chunk of this thing uh, right onto one of its wings, uh, basically snapping the bone in half. Uh, this thing screams out in pain. You definitely know this thing's not going to be able to fly. It's just... The only reason it hasn't flown off yet is because its talons are still glued into Iroh's, uh, Iroh's fur right now. Oh. Uh, is there anything that you can do still? Because uh, I believe fire bullets is a bonus action, isn't it? Yeah, I was about to say I was going to fire bullets at uh, the nearest one next to it. Next to it. Okay, that one would be behind you guys uh, flying. Yeah, I got a 16, a 15, and a 12. Okay. Uh, two of those hits, do you want to describe the way these things are, uh, these bullets are going to hit this vulture? Uh, how they hit? Mm-hmm. Two of them hit, yeah. Uh, yeah, I aim for the chest, and I hold up my hand like I'm doing a thing, and I, I actually got an image to show you what I was talking about with the whole spirit gun thing. Okay. So it kind of looks like that number. Oh, wow. If you look at the chat. Mm-hmm. And I shoot, and I aim for the chest. All right, and uh, you guys see one of the bolts goes wide right, and another two hit this thing dead on in the chest. Go ahead and roll for your damage on that. Uh, one of them does uh, three, the other does two. Okay, so five damage. Yes. All right, you shoot this thing in the chest. It 
make it makes a cry out uh, and turns around and starts to fly back down into the forest. So it seems like this one is given up as well. Okay. Uh, and that was actually the next one in turn order. So Kevin, it is your turn. I'm going to. Uh, I'm grabbing my spear, and I am going to jump down on the tail to take out that uh, that cheetah bird uh, reject. Okay. I I'm rolling a, a 18. 18 definitely hits. All right. As I'm taking up my spear, we're, we're sliding down the tail with both hands. I'll say you do not. Uh, mess with Ira. Uh, and I'm aiming directly for it. I doing four plus one uh, piercing damage. Oh wait, All right. yeah, with one hand. You got to hold on. He did five damage. Yeah. I'm All right, you straight for the eye. You stab this thing straight into the eye. This thing is having a bad day. I'm telling you, um, it is barely alive. Uh, as it kind of slumps down onto Iroh's tail. Um, Iroh is being very careful. It feels you guys um, on his tail, so he's trying not to wag it too much as he's flying. Uh, so you guys do have somewhat sturdy ground. Uh, but this thing is not moving. It's still alive, but it is not moving. It is on death's door. Uh, Taro, it is your turn. What would you like to do? Well... <laughs> Uh, I guess look for metal again. <laughs> okay, yeah, go ahead and roll uh, another investigation. Well, that's better. 14 plus 216. All right, yeah. Uh, the first time you were looking, you were just kind of rummaging through. You couldn't really get any footing, any grounding to even look at anything. The second time, now that Iroh has, um, even though he's been taking damage, he is more stable. Probably because you have some allies that are on the tail. And you are finally able to stop and really look at your stuff uh, that they've put into the saddle. And just by chance, you look over to the right and you see a, a small bag that has a note on it that says, For Taro. <laughs> you, you, op- you just smile, you open it up, and it's small little metal bullet-looking things. Ooh. Perfect. Um, yeah, so I guess I'm gonna um, metal projectile that. Okay, yeah, you've got one that's behind you guys, and one to the side, and one that's on the tail. I'll be right back to you guys. Okay. Um, I'm gonna aim for the one on the side. Um, one on yeah, the side? I'm gonna, okay. Yeah, and I'm gonna bend these bullets basically um at i'm aiming for the wings all right yeah um is that something that you roll or they roll um, i think it's them or no i think it's you actually yeah, so from from reading it if the object would strike a creature so yeah uh you roll to see if this hits and then once it hits the creature would have to make a dexterity save oh uh, okay please don't be in that one um, a ten. A ten? A ten misses. Uh, you shoot this thing, and just as you do, isn't it your luck? Iroh does kind of shift, and it just messes up your um, your trajectory and shoots it straight straight out. Okay. Yeah, that's that's all I'm gonna do then. All right. Yep. 
Um, you give a shrug, at least you tried, and hey, at least Torque um, thought about you by getting you these things. The next thing up is the vulture that you tried to shoot that, um, shoot that bullet at. It's going to swoop back and try to attack uh, Yang again. Well, wait, no, he's not here yet, is he? Bring you back? I don't know if he's back yet. Yeah, I don't think he is. So instead, it's just going to attack Iroh. It's going to uh, try to claw down Adam. It got a 14. I don't think that hits. I think uh, Iroh's um, AC is, is 15. Um, yeah, I'll say for the sake of it, Iroh is able to duck out of the way and uh, not get attacked. Uh, you guys have seen there's a that fifth vulture hasn't really done anything. It's just been kind of trailing you guys. And it continues to do that. It seems just like it's watching what's happening. Uh, next is Yang. I don't think he's here yet. So once he gets back, uh, we'll just pop him into that that uh, spot when he gets back. Uh, skipping him. So it is the one vulture that is on the tail. I'm back. Um, I'm back. I'm back. Okay. So yeah, it is your turn. Uh, there was a vulture that tried to swing out at... The, at Iroh, it was the one that you blew off to the side. Uh, Iroh was able to move, and it missed. It is your turn now. So it moved from um, the right side of you guys to the left side of you guys. Alright, I'll right. play again. We, like, get the frack away. Okay. 16, 11 plus 5. Alright, yeah, that, uh, that will hit. Uh, you cause... You're using Gust, right? Yep. Alright, so yeah, you... Gust this thing away an extra uh, X feet. This thing, uh, this ten feet. This thing. Uh, this is the second time that you've done this. Uh, this is a persistent one. You blow it the ten feet, but it instead of flying back down into the forest, it comes swinging back and uh, uh, use it's my bonus to. Okay. Yeah. See if it hits. I'm gonna feel like stay away. All right. Uh, I doubt it. That's technically cocked, but I can technically see a nine. 14. Yeah, that misses. It's fine. Uh, yeah, it it misses, well, but barely. It, the vulture is able to just kind of. She may tell me to re-roll because technically oh. it's top. But okay. I'm willing to take the nine that's showing. Uh, yeah, just re-roll then. All right. Why not? Natural twenty. Oh wow! So, uh, you you uh most powerfully. Blow a gust of wind. Um, <laughs> uh, and this, yeah, uh, we'll say still 10 feet, <laughs> even though it's a critical. But this time, this thing finally does say, you know what, screw this, I'm out. And it flies away. And now, you guys, um, all that's left is the one that's on the tail, and then there's the one that's behind you guys that really hasn't done any actions. Uh, the one on the table, or table, the one on the tail is going to try to bite at, um, Jaeger, uh, with disadvantage because, Kevin, you blinded its eye. Um, and I'm assuming that doesn't hit, it's got a 12 to hit you, Jaeger? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Then, yeah, uh, you just kind of deflect it, um, with your scimitar, uh, and it is your turn. Oh, my turn? It is your turn, Jaeger. Um, so I'm pretty upset that he just tried to bite me. I don't know why he would... I don't know why he'd do that. 
makes no sense to me. So yeah, it's not like he broke his wing or anything. Yeah, so I think I'm just gonna give him a nice stern talking to with my uh, skibitar again into the wing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And uh, got a 17. All right. What does it look like as you kill this thing? Um, I raise my skibitar up into the air, and with a blinding barbarian-like roar, and I bring it down on top of its head. Okay. You, uh, you're using the hilt, or are you slashing into this thing? Slashing. Alright, so yeah, you slash right into its skull, uh, cracks it open, and brain oozes out like yolk, uh, as this thing slumps, and just kind of is, is a dead weight on the tail. It eventually, uh, the talons slip out of the head of the fur, and it just falls falls down in, uh, to the forest floor. Ooh. The last one um, sees that happen, and uh, the one that hasn't done any action so far, it just kind of veers to the side and leaves you guys alone. Uh, and you guys are uh, in the sky alone once again. I want to oh. fist bump Jaeger. Fist bump delivered. <laughs> I'm going to look for the healer's kit. Yes, because eyebrows is pretty hurt. Yeah, we should check on him. Yay, uh, do you think you could bring us uh, close to the ground? Well, definitely far away from them, so we can check on the eyebrows to make sure he's better? Yeah, we can do that. Uh... As you say that, Yang, you look down and you realize that, uh, the battling has definitely um, killed some time. Uh, you guys see the city um, that you guys are supposed to be heading towards is below you. I encourage uh, Ira to gently go down land uh, just on the outside of the city. Thank you everyone for listening to Book 1 Search Episode 4 Featherfall. If you enjoyed hearing this podcast, then follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube, all under the name Dicebenders D&D. Dicebenders is a homebrew Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition live-action playcast using class models partially based on dndwiki.com. This game is set in the world of Avatar, created by Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian Konietzko, published by Nickelodeon. All credits for music and sounds will be found in the show notes. Special shout out to Craig, our number one fan. Did it hurt when you feather fell from heaven? <laughs>